Monster Cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monster Cast. I am your host, Jack Dahl Jr., joined by Ryan Dahl. Going right into things. Uh, first, thank you for joining us if you are listening right now for this sweet little escape from uh, the quote unquote real world. Uh, ratings for week nine between NXT and AEW, they both spiked tremendously, actually. Yeah. Um, probably won't happen next week. Uh, or this week, rather. But uh, AEW gets the victory anyway, go up 27-5, to five, and then the one draw. Uh, AEW got 827,000 viewers, and NXT got 721,000 viewers. Random thoughts on uh, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, all of it. We saw for the first time WWE use their uh, NXT lower talent, like their NXT live show talent, basically, or most of them, uh, in the audience. Uh, it was weird. No chairs for the WWE audience as WWE take the AEW route and put their people in the audience to make the show feel more like a show. Did you think it was weird that they didn't have chairs when you had chairs the whole time and no one was sitting in them? But now you didn't couldn't get chairs to the few people that you did have out there and they had to stand up the whole fucking time? I think that they're... Uh, just and again, this is just totally assuming, but I think that their thought on that is that if the people are standing up, then it looks more full than it does if they're sitting down. That's literally as far as I think they thought that out. That's weird. I'd be damned if I would want to stand up that long. I wouldn't either. But you know, NXT people, they're desperate to do whatever the fuck they tell them to do. I guess. I guess. Uh, random thoughts on anything throughout the week? You got anything? We don't, yeah. Well, we both thought. Well, we mentioned it right before we came on. We both thought the, as as do pretty much everyone. I want to say over ninety five percent of people thought the Jeff Hardy angle using his real life DUI angle on SmackDown was fucking atrocious. It worked out so well with Scott Hall and with fucking Hawk? Animal or Hawk. Yeah, you're right. I can never remember which one of them it was. But yeah, just it's just, you'd think they learn at some point that this shit doesn't work. It's awkward. It's fucking cringy. Stop doing it. God damn. You, you think if they had a fucking... <laughs> like, there's, there's no other fictional television show that I can think of where they... Like, if they did a fucking Seinfeld reunion, do you think they're going to have Kramer come back and say a bunch of racist shit? And Jerry has to be like, hey, bro, like, you can't say the N-word. Uh, like, it's, it's so fucking weird that they don't understand... That sometimes blurring the lines doesn't work when the thing that you're trying to blur is fucking terrible. Yeah. It's so tone deaf, man. Very much so. In and this... it wasn't even well acted. Yeah, it was terrible. The whole thing was just bad. It was like a bad fucking C movie. I'm like, Some... so I need, I needed to be, I needed to be there at that very moment when he, when they do it, and he comes off the camera, and I'm like, so. That's what happened. That's how you reacted when you, <laughs> right? When you like what? What the hell is that? Like that's what you did, really? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was god awful to watch. Um, as soon as it started, man, I was just like, oh god, what the fuck is this? And then having Braun Strowman out there trying to pretend to be serious and shit, I was just like, man, this is this is not the time to be having a dude run over on television. 
yeah, or also, in a car wreck, laying also, on the ground, you know? Yeah, also, why did he, um, like, okay, so did Braun Strowman ever go up to Jeff Hardy when he came back and be like, hey, man, we need to talk? Uh, you need to stop doing this? When he went, like, when it really happened, like, when he really came back for the first time, how many of these guys that were already in the locker room actually had the balls to walk up to Jeff Hardy and pull him to the side and be like, hey, man, I know you've been doing this for a long time or whatever? Like a Braun Strowman, because he hasn't been up probably, there that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, Probably not any of the younger ones. Exactly. So why am I supposed to believe that Braun Strowman was trying to be a serious fucking – in a yeah. serious role for this event taking place on SmackDown? I'm not going to buy that at all. The only way I would have bought that is if it was like Matt Hardy and he's yeah, not there. Yeah, or, or somebody older. Hey, fucking Christian. Randy Orton maybe even. Yeah, somebody that's you actually can... done something with him. Yeah, it's just it's strange. Fucking Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, when I when it's I, okay. when I okay. said I was gonna make you famous, kid, this ain't how I meant it. It's okay, it's okay Undertaker. <laughs> it's okay, Undertaker. I'm still stagnant. <laughs> Too soon. No, All right. Um. No. Enough of this fucking angle. Yeah, that Just... shit was it was brutal. And another example of why SmackDown is fucking just the worst show on. On because the bright side, they do have AJ Styles there now. So you tell least... me, in what world does fucking Paul Heyman trade AJ Styles? Uh, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to believe that Paul Heyman would trade AJ Styles to fucking SmackDown, and we've seen literally him get no one in return. He would just trade AJ Styles to SmackDown. Look, here's here's the kayfabe explanation. Okay, he realizes that AJ is the only true threat to Lesnar when Lesnar comes back. And takes the title from McIntyre. So, so, so not, so not anybody else on Raw that's actually beating Lesnar. AJ Styles. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I did like the match that he had with. Uh, not Rollins with who beat him twice, and Drew McIntyre who beat him. Uh, AJ the, Styles who got his ass kicked by him. The yeah. Rollins win was a fluke. He won twice, but okay. It also doesn't make any sense in kayfabe that he would be responsible for trading people on that show anyway when he has a clear conflict of interest. But you know, whatever. Well, they don't really recognize him on TV as such. Neither do they recognize Bruce Pritchard as such. That's why it's so weird that you know that those two guys are in charge backstage. So if we're talking about the blurred line things again, right? We already know that uh, in real life, Bruce Pritchard runs SmackDown and Paul Heyman runs Raw. And there's no way that you can convince me that fucking Paul Heyman would trade AJ Styles for no one. And I'm sure he'll get supplemental picks, like, in the form of Apollo Crews, even though you lost Alexa Bliss and Nikki, and Nikki Cross, and get and get rid of fucking AJ Styles to SmackDown. No, yeah. Nowhere does that make any sense whatsoever. They, uh, with, I think we talked about this already last week, but with everything as far as the roster shortages and, and the schedule stuff right now, they just need to drop the whole fucking brand split thing entirely. So. Also, I can't really get behind the conflict of interest thing either because he really has a, an in-real-life conflict of interest because he is friends with and really likes Matt Riddle, but they put him on SmackDown because, you know, Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar do not get along. Brock Lesnar does not like does not like Matt Riddle. So that would have been a real conflict of interest, one that I would have actually enjoyed seeing on TV instead of the fucking Jeff Hardy DUI angle on SmackDown. Hmm. What do you think about Matt Riddle going to SmackDown? I mean, he'd have interesting matches there. Um, yeah, with AJ Styles. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, also Daniel Bryan. Nakamura, Cesaro. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is I can find interesting matches for him on any of the three brands still. The problem is going to SmackDown where they don't utilize that in the same way. He'll be fighting Baron Corbin for the next six months, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also don't really see what they're getting at with, I mean, are they, is that the blow off to the Thatcher thing? Yeah. It was just done? Weird. That's your one. See, and this is why I say that you cannot build up NXT as a legitimate third brand if you're still calling up people from NXT, a la Shayna Baszler, a la Matt Riddle, and they lose on the way out to help propel right. someone else in NXT. That's not that's not fucking uh, a third equal brand. A third equal brand would be Matt Riddle destroying Timothy Thatcher and be like, you know what? I think I don't really have anything else left to, left to prove here. Definitely would have worked in Shayna Baszler's case that she was a two-time NXT Women's Champion. Matt Riddle was only tag team champion, and then his run got cut short because, you know, the Pete Dunne stuff was working out really well. Uh, but he couldn't, or you know, he's stuck in uh, the UK right now. So let's say Pete Dunne was never stuck in the UK because of COVID-19. They'd still be tag team champions right now, I believe. And therefore, Matt Riddle will not be on SmackDown. You're telling me that Matt Riddle getting called up to the worst show in no way diminishes NXT as a third brand? That's bullshit. It's clearly still a developmental brand, no matter how you want to spin it, because you're live on the USA Network every week going against AEW. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of uh, that one episode of, of Being the Elite where Kenny Omega was on the phone. And didn't know the camera was still recording. <laughs> it's talking about <laughs> Dominic Dickhead and their developmental brand. And you put me against any of those guys and or one head to head with any of those guys. And I'll have a better match than literally anybody on their whole fucking roster. And it's true. Like, it, it's just true. Um, and that's not because, uh, well, part of it is Kenny Omega is really good or whatever. But the point that he's making is the presentation of it as a developmental brand means that it's never going to be on their level anyway, and you can't really expect it to be. They, they have to stop that shit. They have to allow – they have to get rid of the brand split, and then they have to get rid of the brand split all three ways if anybody's going to take that shit seriously. Like you can have a, a core group of people that are NXT people. Like I wouldn't send necessarily um, you know, Champa. I was going to say fucking Matt Riddle, but they're already doing it. But, like, there, there's specific people there that are just NXT guys, and I think they should stay there. But I don't think that it should be a weird or abnormal thing for an NXT person to show up on, on Raw or for fucking Drew McIntyre to end up on NXT one night or whatever. Like, that's how you're going to end up getting ratings. It's weird, man. I, it's like they're shooting themselves in the foot to maintain this this separation that they don't really need to maintain at this point. You've, yeah, right you've had NXT champions beat people from the higher brands yeah. like that's that's how you had Paige come in that's how you had Kevin Owens come in like it's not I don't know man Adam, it, Adam Cole beat fucking Daniel Bryan who wasn't even the champion that much longer before that yeah and then it, the uh the three way at Survivor Series the um Baszler one so like it's just it's it's strange man I don't know what they're doing actually Bailey won no I'm talking about the match before on uh Whatever the weekly show was, where they had a a match that was basically the same fucking thing. No, that was but, Ripley one. She pinned Charlotte. Yeah. In the in the triple threat. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And then of course you have um, 
So you're going to have Matt Riddle lose to Timothy Thatcher, who came out of nowhere to be utilized just because two matches because you needed him because you needed him three matches you needed him on NXT because you had nobody. But then you're going to get rid of somebody to go to SmackDown because your SmackDown show is such hot garbage. You're going to have Matt Riddle lose to this guy, right? He gets a fluke win against them, and then he loses against them in the first ever NXT pit fight, cage fight, whatever the fuck they were calling it. And then he goes to SmackDown, and you're going to have Matt Riddle beat one of your established people going in. Now, what the disconnect there is, guess what? Thatcher's better than the guy that Riddle beats on the way in. But, but all they're doing is proving the point of me saying that it's still a developmental brand because they're – they're not making it parallel. It's not the same universe. It's not the same timeline. Whenever Matt Riddle does now in, in SmackDown, this is a whole new thing. This is like NXT never fucking existed because there's no way you can have Matt Riddle go in there and beat a Baron Corbin or a Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles or whoever out of nowhere when you have this still fresh in your mind from literally the same fucking week that he lost to Timothy Thatcher. You cannot say I, that NXT is not a developmental brand in this case. I think that... Part of what they're hoping will assuage some of that is the fact that it was a, a special conditions match. So, like, yeah, it was a pit fight, and that's why he, you know, he lost or whatever. But in regular wrestling matches, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, that's, it's just their dumb mentality, man. I don't think it's going to work, obviously, but maybe that's what they're thinking. Who knows? I would say, um, I, I would say that maybe you have Riddle come in and lose a couple matches. And then find some fucking character. Because right now, he's still being the same guy, basically. Um, and I don't know how well that's really going to mesh over on the main brand. Yeah, we'll see. Also, another reason why it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not bringing any... Every time you bring somebody up from NXT, whatever they, that character were that the character was that they were last in NXT, that's what you're bringing them up as. Well, unless you're the Viking Raiders, then you get full new fucking names with the same gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be War Machine anymore. Um, the Viking experience. You remember that shit? Oh my god. Uh, Change your names. Like anything, did you like anything from... Well, let's talk about AEW. Because we talked about WWE a bunch at the beginning of the show. Let's talk about AEW. Um, did you like... Solid show. Yeah, solid show. I think so, too. Um, did you like the Battle Royale for the first person to get a shot at Cody? Here's here's my problem with that. It doesn't they're fucking undermining the whole plot of that by having Cody come out and be like, "Oh yeah, like there's going to be open challenges for the TNT title all the time, like whatever." If if that's how you're selling the TNT title going forward, then we already know that Jungle Boy is not going to fucking win this match because you're already making future plans for how Cody's going to defend it. It doesn't make any sense. You should have done this shit afterward. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Because they already had it in place of why, how you were going to determine his first opponent next week, and that was right. this week. Right, so just have Cody week. give that same promo next week. After he beats Jungle Boy. After the Jungle Boy match, yeah. yes. Exactly. I agree, it's... too. I also don't agree with uh, – there was a fan I was going back and forth with on Twitter. Fellow fan. I shouldn't say it like I'm not a fan, too. But uh, he was Some saying – Some fanboy. Yeah, well. <laughs> Some wrestling watcher. <laughs> he was saying. He was saying that – this only hurts their product in the end because Cody will be like the Triple H. Oh, by the way, I still don't understand the reference between Cody and Triple H. Besides the fact that they both hold backstage power, Cody is nothing like Triple H was in fucking 2004. If anything, it's the opposite. He books himself to lose too much. Exactly. My fucking point. And he puts people over. Triple H was a known 
politician backstage and held people down. It's very well documented. He was not very well liked by the wrestling community back then. Um, just like the same reason they were hated on Cena when he was on top. The reason they hated on fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Or got, yeah, or got tired of Hulk Hogan, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're telling me that Cody going, you know, 12, 15 minutes every week on a TNT championship title defense isn't helping a young guy like a Jungle Boy or a Skip Sabian or um, Orange Cassidy, Sonny Kiss, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, guys that need the rub. He's rubbing them. Like, it's it's not going to get the same effect if I have fucking Joey Janela versus Darby Allen as it would if I had two weeks worth of Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Joey Janela. And you can't deny that that's not the case. I, I'm, you can put fucking Sonny Kiss versus Jimmy Havoc. I don't care. But if you put yeah. Sonny Kiss versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship, and then the next week Jimmy Havoc versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship, I care. So all, he's already making them bigger stars just by having them in the match with them. Cody Rhodes, by being the singular fucking thing that stays the same, isn't degrading the rest of the roster. He's lifting it up. And we're talking about a guy who books himself to lose in big moments. His biggest fucking win still, I believe, is against his much older brother in Dustin Rhodes. He lost yeah. to the Young Bucks with Dustin by his side at uh, Fight for the Fallen. He lost to MJF in his biggest storyline, probably the company's biggest storyline to date, as far as ones that are already done and blown off. And he lost that. And he lost uh, to Jericho when he put his own stipulation on there that he could never fight for the world title if he lost that match. He books himself to lose constantly. The only time that he is winning is against these TNT guys, and now... He should be the champion because he already beat all those guys, besides the fact that it was Archer that he beat in the finals. But other, if Archer never existed, you're telling me that Cody shouldn't have won the TNT championship? Right? Yeah. I mean, he was the only no, option. That makes sense. Okay, so if anything, it, it helps build up the credibility. Now, you got other people down there that have names, right? you got a Billy Gunn down there. He can have a decent match with some of these guys, and he can get a legend rub. you got Colt Cabana, who's been around forever and is really good in the ring. He can get rubs. But you're not telling me that you're as interested in a Colt Cabana versus Sonny Kiss match as you would be for Cody versus it. It's the same concept, and I hate to give him credit because I hate it on him so much, but the John Cena Open Challenge thing with the U.S. title elevated that fucking U.S. championship and whoever he went against because he defended it every fucking week and you never knew who was coming out. He helped guys like Kevin Owens. He helped guys like Sami Zayn. He helped all kinds of people, uh, and people lose sight of that, but Cena, when he didn't even have to take that take that title and do anything with it, he decided to help other people out. Now, was it 15 years too late that he decided to help other younger talent out? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Or not 15, but, you know, five years too late. <laughs> the U.S. Open Challenge was his apology for fucking yeah. squashing the Nexus. But it still helped <laughs> But it still helped to the point now where you're getting those guys that he was in those matches with that gave good efforts. They're on your TV every week. Yeah. So Cody can do the same thing and elevate new stars, which is what everybody bitches about because AEW is full of WWE rejects. And now you're hating on it because Cody happens to be involved with it. And and the 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 excuse I was given by this by this person was, well, you're expecting me to believe that Cody's not degrading the thing. How many people is he going to go through before he has it for a year? Who said Cody Rhodes is going to have this title for a year? 
He could literally lose it in six weeks. He could lose it against Jungle Boy next week, don't knowing how Cody fucking Rhodes books himself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, buddy, it's your time. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I just lost to MJF. You, you, had that, you, had that, you had that really – I lost to MJF. You had that really good match with him. You just won the Battle Royal. Let's just shock him up right quick, and you can take the title off me, and then I can pretend like, oh, I wasn't ready, and I didn't take him seriously already. I'm like, yeah, that's something that he would do. I don't think it'll happen. But I wouldn't be shocked if it did either. So no. Yeah, but how long? Jungle Boy's won what? One fucking match his whole time in AEW. Mm. It ain't many. Which I was just talking about singles. Mm-hmm. I'm, he might have won one last year. I don't know. Do we, so, yeah, do we like, think? Do we it, think MJF is the one that takes this title off of him, and not Archer? Oh, that'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny though. Um, according what I was seeing from Archer on Twitter. He wasn't really selling it like, oh, I'm going to fucking get him. It was more like, okay, like he won. That's fine. Whatever. He wins some, you lose some. Which is a weird way to spin that angle after everything with Jake. But, you know, um, I don't know where they're going with that now. I, I think it's possible that after the Jungle Boy match, Archer comes out and challenges him for next week. Or, well, maybe they don't do that too soon again because you don't want to. I think when Ar- if, if and when Archer challenges for it, he's winning it. So you don't necessarily want to do it like right away. But he could come out and say, if you still have that at all in, then I want it or whatever. It's like I'm not gonna fight you on television. It's not worth it. But who knows? There's ways to spin it. But yeah, if Archer's in that match, Archer's winning. So I I wouldn't anticipate him coming out to do anything other than maybe beat up Cody after the match, but probably not have another match next week or anything. Um, other options for it would be, I mean, you 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 have a Cody Luchasaurus match. And Luchasaurus wins. I don't think anybody hates that. Yeah. I mean, there's a few good matches you can have out of that. Um, fuck, Brian Cage loses to Moxley. And then what? You have Brian Cage go for the TNT title? That'd be pretty brutal, too. Um, but I, I think the, the whole point of it is it's supposed to be the... I mean, nobody likes to call it a mid-card title, but it's essentially what it is. So maybe you don't have top guys necessarily. That's why I thought really? it was weird how they're gonna do these rankings. Are they gonna have a whole other set of five rankings for basically five or basically six through ten? Yeah, because technically your number two guy should be the the TNT champion, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Cody is Cody was the number two guy for a while because he kept winning the singles matches and they kept putting him in the fucking top five rankings even though he couldn't go after the world title. That's why I was trying to figure out: are they gonna keep just the top five, or they're gonna have a separate TNT championship ranking for six through ten? Hmm. Yeah, I I don't like that. I think it should be just like gold medal, silver medal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't have a problem with Cody holding it, if that's the way they're doing it. But if MJF is not the one taking it off of him, then what's the point? Also, where is Archer on the top five? Has he even been on the top five yet? Because he should be. They release him every Friday, I believe, so it hasn't came out yet, obviously, for this week. Or no, it did. Mm-hmm. It should have came out already last Friday. It should. That should be. Hold on. AEW rankings. Okay, so this is singles rankings. I don't know when this was. What date was this? Right now it says Cody Rhodes is up number one. No, this is not updated because Lance Archer still has a undefeated thing. All right, hold on. They should have their rankings on their site, right? 
Yeah, I think they are on the website. Okay. Let's see if I can get there. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Rankings. Let's do it. I like how, uh... I like how, um... All right, May 27th. I like how easy their... Simple their site is, too. Um... AEW rankings as of Wednesday, May 27th, which was this last Friday. Here we go. MJF is... Yes, they are putting it together. Okay, so they got Moxley and Cody's picture on the men's rankings because they're the champs. And then they got the rankings to the right. Okay, so it's MJF, then Archer, then Brody Lee, then Omega, and then Darby Allen. Okay. So Jungle Boy won the Battle Royale, so he'll get first crack. And then I assume... Omega. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, yeah, me neither. Uh, we'll see probably Darby maybe, and then we'll see MJF or Archer for the next pay-per-view. Is the way I'm looking at it. Probably what's going to happen. Maybe they'll do. What's... Maybe they'll do. Uh, what I'm thinking is MJF versus. They could either go MJF versus Moxley because they were already kind of teasing that before Mo before MJF went out with the whole thing. Because after right. after MJF beat Cody, he had cut a promo about going after the world title or whatever. And then you could have Archer against Cody again, and then Archer can win it. Or you can do rekindle the feud from New Japan and have Archer versus Moxley, and then rekindle the feud with Cody and MJF. So either way, that that works out as far as the next pay-per-view goes. I would like to see either of those two things. I would still be hyped up for them equally. Uh, I'm, I know... Archer and Brody Lee haven't been around that long, so it's crazy to me that they're fucking five and one already. A lot of squash matches. It's really been six weeks. A lot of squash matches. Yeah. Were they on dark? Some of them are on dark. Yes. Pretty sure. I know at least okay. one of Brody Lee's was on dark. How the fuck? Oh, because it's just okay. Never mind. I was gonna say where the fuck is Hangman, but I guess they they do separate it out to just singles. Yeah, Hangman hasn't had a singles match in forever. So then the women's rankings is Sheeta obviously is the champ. Then Nyla Rose is still up at the top five and two. Statlander four and four. Britt Baker four and four, but she can't do nothing right now. Uh, Yuka is up there at one and one in the fourth spot. And then Penelope Ford is three and three. And that's the bad part about the women's division right now is that you have a chick that's one and one in your fourth spot and she hasn't wrestled in forever. And that's obviously due to a bunch of things right now with the COVID-19 and everything, everybody's stuck. But it also has to do with the fact that you're using a bunch of one-offs one with these other people that are up there, like Nyla Rose is beating damn Cassandra Golden and shit like that. So you got a bunch of one-off enhancement talents in there. Yeah. Um, and then the tag team rankings, you've got uh, obviously Omega and Paige are the champs by far, 6-0, and damn records are insane and then best friends who are there they have already announced that they will be going against them uh don't know when but it'll probably be before the pay-per-view um the natural nightmare somehow are four and oh they're the ones beating enhancement talents and racking up wins so they can get up there i guess private party is four and two dark order is five and oh and then the young bucks are in fifth with a two and two record <clears throat> I, I, they're fucking 
Their record is atrocious. Who that? Young Bucks. Yeah, well, they haven't been. That was the first they, time. They just, that was the first time they were together in a match. And how long they said? Yeah. Because he was out. Like March or something. But still, uh, I, uh, they're booking best friends crazy strong. Nine and three. Yeah, they weren't at first. I, I would, after the best friends lose this match, which I think they will, depending on when they have it. Um, I'm thinking. What fucking waiting system makes four and two better than five and zero? Oh. oh shit! Hold on, I went down too far. Where, which one? They have private party at four and two in third place, and dark order at five and zero in fourth place. I think they they have this analytical thing where they uh, add in the shit well, who they beat too. So if Dark Order yep. if Dark Order is beating a bunch of enhancement talents and Private Party is winning against actual teams, then they're going to give more leeway to Private Party. I mean, I guess that makes sense since he does all that. Um, yeah, he has an analytical team. Yeah, he has an actual yeah. team for AEW. I wish they would throw. I wish they would throw more of those stats up there, actually, for us to watch or look at too, like baseball does all the time. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Let's get into Stiff Shots. Stiff Shots is brought to you by Sleeves.com. Sleeves designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleeves carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults, and now it just got even better because if you use the promo code MONSTER25, that's MONSTER25 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-25, you'll get 25% off your order even on discounted items. So go to sleeves.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S.com, for your active wear accessories now, and use our promo code MONSTER25, that's M-N-S-T-R-25, for 25% off your order, and get your gear on. Uh, Nigel McGinnis released, or furloughed, rather, furloughed, um, from mm-hmm. NXT UK and NXT. I'm pretty sure he was still doing both. Yeah, I mean, furloughed's not bad, though. It just means, you know, they'll pick him back up when shit's back to normal, so it's fine. It's a hell of a lot different than um, some of the other people that were like, oh, I don't know why they didn't do that for people like Drake Maverick or whatever, you know? Just be like, look, like we can't afford to pay you right now, but we still want you to come back. Yeah. And, like, you can go somewhere else if you want to, but we'll take you back when this is all over. I, mean, I feel like they could have done that for a lot of people, you, especially people that have been with them for like 14 fucking years, man. Yeah, well, how do you feel about the – I mean that's pretty much what we were talking about with Drew Gulak last week or – yeah, it was last week, I believe. And now we find out that Drew Gulak has resigned. How bad do you think Drew Gulak feels when he's signing that fucking contract knowing that basically a lot of his friends or whatever got let go? You were not going to resign at first, and then you decided to resign, and it's like, damn, that kind of – it's like bittersweet almost, you know? Kind of like the way Drake Maverick feels right now because he's still there and he's winning and now he's got a chance at the actual Cruiserweight title. And if he wins that Cruiserweight title, then guess what? He's fucking probably re-signed already too. So what the hell is going on? You're putting your talent in like no-win situations with their peers. I don't, I don't think that anybody's going to be upset with him. I think that he might feel a little bit weird about it, but nobody's going to be like, hey, fuck you for still having a job. Yeah, I'm not saying that anybody else would be. I'm just saying it would be awkward, though. Like, let's say one, yeah. of, them, let's say one of them got signed back or whatever, which is inevitable, pretty much. Somebody gets signed back 
to WWE that got let go. Look, it's not it's not even on him, man. He just lucked out. The writers wanted to do something with him right before the shit kicked off, so he, you know, he was just in a place where they had a reason to to want to keep him around because he was doing all the Danny Bryan stuff. They had a, they had a, he had a really good ending to his arc, though. Like that would have been the perfect place to go, perfect time to go somewhere else. Now, if you resign, and I haven't seen them do anything with him this on this week's SmackDown, did you? No, but. Like, how do we introduce him back in? Like, that was, everybody knew that was his last little thing against Daniel Bryan in the first round of the tournament and lost. Unless he goes in and costs Daniel Bryan the championship, that would be kind of cool. Uh, Bray Wyatt and JoJo welcome their second child together. Hyrie Von Rotunda, if I... I feel like they just had one. Yeah, no shit. Same. He must have got her pregnant literally right when it was okay to go again. Because right? Nash was born not that long ago, I believe, as well. Yeah. And there you go. That's why we still haven't seen JoJo on TV, I guess, since after that. Goddamn breeding farm is else. And I'm pretty sure he had a... I think he had a kid with his ex, too, didn't he? I'm almost positive he did. I think so, yeah. Well, good for him, man. Keep slaying that pussy, Bray. Um, it's, it's funny, though, because, like, I wonder if JoJo even wants to come back, you know? Or she's like, ah, no, this is fine, whatever. I'll just have another kid. Like, was it an accident, you think? Or was it planned to have another one? I feel like if they pay you for the whole time that you're off TV or whatever, I'd fucking be like, hey, you know, if we're going to have two kids, that's the plan. Let's just go ahead and do this other one. Get less time off work. Um, we get We get paternity leave it. At my job for, I think men get five weeks for bonding time or whatever. And I was like, uh, I was talking to my manager one day. I was like, hey, so <laughs> how's that work if I like, if I get multiple women pregnant but like every five weeks? <laughs> and like nine months from now, each one of them has a baby. Like, is it per baby or is it just per person? He has four kids, so he at least had two before, so... There's, there's your answer for that one. All right. Um, the oh me my goodness moment of the week. Sh- Shotzi Blackheart does a springboard coffin drop from the middle rope to the outside and overshoots Dakota Kai and her opponent Raquel Gonzalez. Did you see this? Yeah, so she... I don't think it was so much an overshoot as it was she just straight up didn't get caught. No, I'm pretty sure it was an overshoot. She she, she sprung. She's who could have caught her? She definitely overshot. She used too much uh, momentum off that second rope. That would been she would been all right if she would have used the bottom rope. Uh, using that middle rope, she put she went way too high. She used too much force coming off that damn thing. Unless she didn't know the ropes were that tight. I think it was insane. Yeah. I don't have any big deals or nas, do you? Uh, I mean, the Gulak thing was would have been one of mine, but not... I well, mean, do you think it's a big deal that it resigned? <laughs> it's a big deal for, for him. I don't know that the company is going to utilize him like they want. Apparently, they had offered him in his contract outside dates if he wanted to. They were like, hey, you know, you can go work for other us affiliated independents or you know whatever if you want to so they apparently wanted him pretty bad so evolved then 
Evolve or who the fuck else? There's somebody else I work with. Yeah, probably in the UK. Yeah. I guess. Fuck it. I don't know. I wonder if he would have been like, yeah, let me go work New Japan. Triple <laughs> A. I doubt it. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting because, you know, it didn't seem like they were really using him enough to give him that sort of flexibility. You're going to get rid of VOC, but you're going to be like, oh, yeah, like Drew Gulak, who we've had one storyline with in the last, like, four months has actually gone anywhere. Yeah, you, if you really want, like, we re- we want you so bad, you can go work outside dates, which is fucking taboo to everybody else. It's just strange. It's a lot, of, it's a lot easier to put those things in the contract when you know none of those other companies are running shows. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. I, I guarantee you there was a clause in there that said, outside shows, asterisk, not AEW. <laughs> yeah. That would be, uh, it'd be great if they did not put that in there, though. And then <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, wrestle over there for a couple couple Wednesdays, and I'll be back. Yeah, because I mean, you already said multiple times that you do not see them as competition, so I should be good. Right. Yeah, it should be fine. And it would just be to have one legitimate crossover star that goes between both brands. It's I don't think something that's been done since Territory Days, really, or right when the East, right when ECW was doing their little partnerships with WCW and WWF. There was a little bit of crossover, but it wasn't like a permanent thing yeah they had know? they had that thing to hype up their first pay-per-view that they were ever going to have because ecw showed up on raw yeah that was crazy as fuck um paul Heyman calling into live wire <laughs> yeah we're gonna take i just said your name was paul <laughs> i know who this is i uh gonna take our only break of the show we're gonna come back with the top five matches obviously and then uh, I got a little extra tweet for you. Cool. Uh, it was something that WWE on Fox had tweeted out. And I figured we would do it kind of like the whole Selena DeLorenza thing where we did the name thing with the stables. I mean, it's different than that. But it was something that was interesting to me. So instead of tweeting out my answers, I decided to save it for the show. And we'll get your answers as well. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the MonsterCast. Top five matches of the week, brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks. 300 milligrams of caffeine can take it as a pre-workout or whenever you need an extra boost throughout the day. Zero sugar, and you can buy it from GNC, Crunch Fitness, and Planet Fitness. But if you go to repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P-Sports.com, or Google Ray's Energy to get to the site, you can use our promo code MONSTER. And get 15% off your order. You can also select auto shipping and get an additional 10% off your order. So go to repsports.com and use the promo code MONSTER for 15% off your order and raise some hell. Top five matches of the week. I've got mine and we're going to go through them. As Ryan does not have one this week, I got number five being Andrade versus Apollo Crews from Raw. I gave it three stars. See, I feel like if I did have one, I might have had that one higher than five. I thought that was a really good match. It was the first time that Cruz has really been able to to go back to his, you know, his indie stuff, really. That that finishing sequence was straight up Uha Nation shit. He looked really good. I thought it was a great match. Yeah. Um I thought it was really good too. Finally they used Apollo Cruz in a in a way that by the way, they should have done this weeks ago. In the way that they fucking hired him to be. Like that's why you picked that guy up off the indies. Yeah. Um number four Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian versus SCU from AEW. Gave that a three as well. 
Yeah. Um, my number three was Drake. I, I mean, how? Let me. How do you feel about the Kip saving Jimmy Havoc stuff? I told you, I I liked it. That's the way that they should be using them. No, no, no. no. I, I I know we talked about that last week, but you didn't you didn't get the sense that there was some kind of dissent when uh, during the tag match, like Jimmy Havoc had to fucking tag himself in and finish it while Kip Sabian was hurt on the outside. No, like all that shit. Mm. No, but okay. I, I, I thought it was weird that you're going to have him beat SEU, but I guess if you're going to try to make him legit, it makes sense. However, it still doesn't make any sense when you're looking at the tag team rankings that we went over earlier, and Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian are in it, yet they were in a match to determine who was going to fight for the tag titles against Kenny Omega and Adam Page when you already determined that Best Friends was the number one contenders. So I didn't like that. That didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, but okay. Havoc but, and Sabian. but you have to look at it like this, too. I, th- I think the idea... With the ranking stuff, is that that determines more like pay-per-view matches than it does television matches, and television matches are where you kind of get the chance to up your rankings. Yeah, see, I don't feel that that's I don't feel that that's accurate or how they've been portraying the rankings at all because they've been having those ranking matches on TV. So you can say that, but if you wanted to do that, then you could have said best friends will get a shot at pay-per-view, not just if best friends are the still, number one contenders. If they're still number one contenders by the time that starts coming up, then yeah. But that's just three months away. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. You you don't you don't claim them to be the number one contenders and then literally have another match with them not being in it to get a title shot at them when clearly Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian are not on the fucking rankings list. So therefore, they shouldn't even been in the match to get a shot at the titles in the first place. That makes no okay. sense. Well, how that's I look I'm at saying. that is, is you don't hold the fucking World Series six games into the season. Yeah, that's fine. But you don't you don't have best friends beat private party on a fucking pay per view and say that they're the number one well pre show whatever uh, buy in and say that they're now the number one contenders and then the next fucking show you have Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian get a title shot. Number one contender doesn't mean they have to go next. It just means that they have a claim to that match when they want it. If you're the number one contender in boxing, you don't necessarily take that match right away. They can give it to somebody else first, but you do have a, a legitimate claim to to have that match. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling it. Don't like it, especially not if if this if Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian were in the top five, I think I would have a lot less problem with it. Knowing that they've only been together for like fucking a month, if that, and I've only had like a few three tops tag matches. And then you're going to put them in that spot. I also think that doesn't make any sense if you're trying to build them up. Like you're you're, you're building you're them saying, up to shut them down. That's all you're doing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're going to have them go over your original tag team champions just to get fucking demolished by yeah, your current you ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't need to build up Omega and Paige any more than that they already are. So unless they are planning on fucking best friends taking the titles away from uh, Paige and Omega, this makes no sense to me. Hmm. SEU ain't are. even in the top five right now. Yeah, that's crazy too. And especially since the number five is two and two. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Drake Maverick versus Kushida versus Jake Atlas from NXT to determine who was going to fight Phantasma for the Cruiserweight title, uh, interim Cruiserweight title uh, tournament final. I gave that three and a third star. My number two, Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks versus Joey Janela and Private Party from AEW. I gave that three and a half stars. How'd you feel about the the ending? I thought it was weird, but you had to get to FTR somehow. I don't know why Matt Hardy would suddenly care about Mark Quinn, but 
I mean, it wasn't it wasn't totally out of place because the way he was changing his characters. I love the fact that he came out as old old school Matt Hardy right. with the Young Bucks. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I didn't hate it as much as if I would if he would have been uh, the Mac broken and then yeah yeah something like that. Yeah. Like if he would have been that character, yeah, if he would have been that character, then I would have been like, okay, that makes no sense. But I guess it made more sense. And also, you could always play it off as like they're both face teams. He saw the guy was hurt. Like obviously, he's gonna care a little bit. Uh, If it was fucking Dark Order out there, and you know, Stu had broken his leg or something, then it wouldn't make any sense for Matt to drag him back. But with with two face teams, it kind of makes sense. And they had to give the premise, obviously, that he couldn't jump in, so he had to be gone. Um, I thought that the uh, that part I wasn't too. That was whatever. I. There were two things I didn't really like about the end. You don't have to keep shitting on Butcher and Blade to get people over. Like, it's so... They're not a bad tag team, and they're one of the, the few that you've got that are like a cohesive, like, not scrambled together unit, you know? You know who have been good to use here? Mm. Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian! Yeah, especially if you're going to fuck... Yeah. <laughs> especially since they have the match, apparently, against them. They could be going out there to go soften them up or whatever. Yeah, I would have rather them switch those two tag teams around on that show. I would have mm-hmm. rather had Butcher and Blade beat SCU to get the title shot, and then had Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian be the ones to attack after the match, since they're always out there every fucking show, except for this one, magically. Now you got Butcher and Blade in the audience. When Jimmy and Havoc White. and Kip Sabian are... Yeah, well, that was weird. But yeah. Kip, J- Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian are always in the fucking crowd, but not this week. Nah, because mm-hmm. that makes too much sense for them to come in there and do it, and then get their ass kicked by FTR instead. So, so now to... FTR going to fight Butcher and Blade, and that's going to be their first casualty right off the bat? It would have made more sense for Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian to be their first casualty. Yeah, or, I mean, there's, let's think about the heel tag teams that they have. Hybrid got, 2. Hybrid 2, you got Dark, yeah, but they wouldn't have any reason to attack the Bucks. You got Dark Order, they would, because they're still that long-standing elite shit. So you could add FTR coming and clear out four fucking putties from Dark Order, who jumped in the match afterward, and then... Hardys and FTR work together to beat them all, and then they do that same stare down. Yeah, because the the Bucks and Dark Order have had a long history already since right. basically basically since Dark Order's come in. Also, obviously, and they're right beside each other in rankings. Yeah, obviously, Dark Order as well has a hugely long history when it's Super Smash Brothers with Young Bucks going all the way back to PWG early PWG. So yeah, so I could get down with that. That'd be cool too. I didn't want to just. I don't want to act like I was just trying to sacrifice Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian, but it would have made more, made more, made way more sense just because they were always in the audience. Also, Dark Order was in the audience on the show because Tony Schiavone pointed them out that they were sitting in the back, away from everybody on the heel side in chairs. So it totally would have made sense in this case for you. Yep. Uh, so that they definitely could have done better. Um, how do you? It. Everybody's. I. I think we all kind of figured that that these two would end up in AEW, obviously, just because of all the... They're clearly friends with the Bucks and stuff like that. How do you think... I don't think they're friends at all. I think, think they, I, think they, I think what they said on Talk is Jericho is legit. We're talking about FTR, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're friends at all. They said they never even met him. They didn't even know if it was a fucking shoot or a joke. Well, I'm sure they're friends now. But you said that like... They, they just were, fucking they were... signed him. Yeah, I'm sure they've talked. That's not what you said, though. You said they were going to end in, uh, end up in AEW because they were friends. They weren't friends before that. I think with all the talk, it was kind of obvious that they were that they were talking some behind the scenes when they were talking about leaving WWE. Uh, I mean, in the interview, what I took that as was the original "fuck the revival" stuff, not 
the last six months where they've very clearly been in fucking communication with each other. They're coordinating tweets and shit. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think that they, I, I don't think it would be abnormal to assume that they're, they're cool now. So, and have been since probably since around the time they started talking about leaving. Um, but what I was getting at is that everybody was so focused on, you know, there are they or are they not coming in or whatever, which has never really seemed like a mystery to me. And everybody's kind of forgotten the OC got let go. Where the fuck are they and what are they doing? Chilling with their family right now. They don't give a fuck right now. They can go wherever they want. Yeah. Do you think they go AEW or do you think they go back to Bullet Club in, in, in New Japan? They, dude, there's a chance that they go back to WWE. Ah. AJ think, Styles is still there. They could just chill until this all blows over, and they could be one of the ones that get re-signed just because it's over with. I think that they will have taken it personally enough that they got cut to just be like, nah, fuck that. Because they weren't really doing that much with them anyway. I guess we'll find out. I, I, I would not be shocked if they went back to WWE. I would, I would be more shocked if they went back to WWE than I would be if they showed up in fucking New Japan. I think that makes way more sense. But I also don't know what their lives are like now, if they want to go back and live in Japan. Like, they probably don't. Do they want to travel back to the States all the time? See, here's the thing with that. In your favor, if they want to go to AW, they can just go to New Japan whenever the fuck they want instead of being over there for a long-ass period of time. And the other thing about that is it opens up another line of communication between New Japan and AEW, aside from just Moxley and Jericho. Um... And it's like an established stable over there now instead of just singles guys. So, because New Japan doesn't really have a lot of just singles guys, even their big single stars are always in stables. Could you imagine a World Tag League where they can bring over fucking guys from? So you got the Young Bucks, right? And then you could have like a Bushi and Omega. World Tag League. That's how they should do it. Bushi and Omega could get back together. Then you could bring in the FTR, who I'm sure would love to wrestle in Japan, (laughs) just to cross it off their bucket list, you know. Uh, but yeah, you could have like three or four teams with AEW involvement come over to New Japan that was also linked to New Japan in some way. I think that would be awesome for them. So yeah, I think it could open up the communication as well. Like if I was Tony Connors, whatever, I'm definitely talking to uh, Gallows and Anderson to see if they're interested at all. But yeah, it's maybe they're holding off because FTR just debuted because FTR needed to debut first. Like, you didn't debut Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, and, and uh, Brody Lee all on the same show. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. They set shit out. That and also, I think doing that would come off too much as like, hey, here's all the WWE rejects. You know? That same shit that people criticize for no reason. Yeah, even though fucking Gallows and Anderson clearly were bigger in Japan than they yeah. ever were in WWE. They're, they're New Japan rejects, if anything, buddy. And they're not yeah. rejects. They came over for more money. Is Shinsuke Nakamura a fucking WWE reject if he leaves? Yeah, like, exactly. Let's fuck out of here. Uh, so, do, do you think it's a... Uh, I mean, are you excited for the FTR being an AEW? We already know that they already had the deepest tag team division. Then you put over Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian on the same show that FTR comes out. I mean, like, this tag team division is fucking insane. They clearly sold them on coming there based on, hey, we take tag teams seriously. So, yeah, yeah of course. How about, um, how about AEW just do their own World Tag League? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. AEW yeah. Tag League, they got enough fucking tag teams to do it. And it. I'm sure that if they reach out to New Japan, because, you know, New Japan's not running shows right now or whatever, they're also getting paid or whatever, but I'm pretty sure if they were like, hey, like, can we have a couple of your guys over for Tag League? We'll pay them. And then those guys went to Herald of the office, and they were like, hey, you know, we could really use some extra money right now, like, not getting any, like, ticket 
door, whatever. Like, can we can we go do some some shit overseas? He might be open to that at this point. Shit's weird right now, man. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know if I don't know how many Japan guys would want to come over to U.S. in its current state with the COVID nineteen <laughs> still being still being pretty high over here and shit. And the way that they were handling it compared to them was fucking dumb. So I don't <laughs> think they would want to, but. But yeah, I mean, if they did a tag league though, which even with just AEW teams, dude, I would be like legit excited for it, hyped mm. up because they got so many fucking good teams, it's insane. Yeah, be a bunch of good matches, especially once. The, the only problem is I would hate for them to do it before Pentagon can get back into the states. Yeah, that would suck. You would have to just have Phoenix and Pack on the same team if they did it like that. But Pack can't get over either. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah, I would wait. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I never said to start it tomorrow. But, right. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I would uh, imagine whenever whenever Pence is able to get in, then Pack <laughs> would be too. But you know the um, you know how they do like the Fighter Fest and uh, Fight for the Fallen, where they made it free events or whatever. Like a World Tag League. Yeah. Thing sure. would be nice. Like a little special show with an audience and shit would be pretty nice to watch. Um, I mean, they got a straight tag team wrestling. Yeah. The two big shows, right? So. I think uh, they could either – they don't even have to call it a tag league to copy New Japan. They could go through the throwback names like they used to do, like Cody does with all the other Dusty's ideas and the Lethal Lottery. Oh, that's that just reminded me too. They still haven't done Blood and Guts yet, so they still have that once yeah. shows – once crowds get back. So. But the Lethal Lottery was a concept in WCW where you would randomly draw – a name would randomly draw with another name, and that would be the tag team. I mean that's not what I'm talking about here, but you could call it something like that. You could do the lethal lottery being based off of who you're fighting, not who you're tagging with, you know? So you could still yeah. have it be lethal lottery and have use the old school name, but change the tweak the concept of it. So it'd be like, yeah, and make it legit too, not like Royal Rumble fucking random number, bro. You actually have like really random. Yeah. yeah, really random. You put eight teams in this in this lottery machine, you put eight teams in this one, pop them up. And let's see, like, that's who you really have to legit fight in the first round. Like, that would be so cool. Because yeah. you never know what the fuck you would get. It would be awesome. And those things have a tendency to work themselves out anyway. Yeah, just like Brawl for All. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, yeah. so there was, um, there was a thing, like, so, like, from year to year, I mean. So, like, let's say Young Bucks go against uh, Private Party in the first round this year because of the, the way that they're on each side. That that's a callback to the very first round of the actual tag team tournament. Yeah, like the things just happen to work out, even if you're doing it random as well. So I think it still could be cool and gives like a legit element of like, okay, we don't know what the fuck we're about to see on this show. This is gonna be so badass. And then also, even when there's not, it's still cool because then it's interesting to see the new yeah matchup. something you've never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so my number one of the week. Um, <laughs> I forgot we were doing that stuff. Yeah, my number one match of the week is the Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher NXT cage fight, pit fight, whatever. Three and three, four stars. Um, hated that Riddle lost, but it was okay until Riddle got pulled up on SmackDown. That made me get even more pissed, but whatever. It's not his fault. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was weird. It was almost like a scaffold match mixed with a Lions Den match. Mm. <laughs> that's what. That's pretty much what it was. Um, I like the opening though when Riddle jumped down and rolled and then hit him with the fucking knee. That was pretty badass. Um, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't overly exciting, but it was really solid. Like 
there was no botches and stuff. I mean, there, how can you really botch on a thing that's supposed to look like a real fight, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't want to see them as much as we see regular cage matches or anything like that. But mm. you know, once every year or two, I wouldn't be opposed to it if the opponents made sense. Like I'd like to see like Shayna Baszler do it against somebody. Yeah. That'd be cool if it, if you wanted to go the women route. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, I didn't hate it. Obviously, it's my number one. It was really solid. I like the uh, the Superman kick off the off the side of the cage. Yes, that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. There was there was a there was a few throwbacks or callbacks rather to like UFC stuff. Right. Um, but I mean that's what you wanted too. I mean obviously that was the style they were going for. Right. Do we see this mode get added into the new realistic simulation WWE Super or WWE? Uh, I doubt it. We'll see. Well, it won't. It definitely won't be on uh, their next game. Whatever the fuck. What was it called? Shit, I forgot what it was called already. The arcade one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fucking. I I put that shit out of. I put that out of my mind as soon as I saw it, man. Don't ask me. Two K Battlegrounds. I'm actually excited for it. I don't know. I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for it, like I said though. But. Oh. uh... I don't know if you saw it or not, but speaking of video games, EC3 got signed to Virtual Basement for that for that video game. Oh, that's cool. Good for him. So that's what he's doing. So that's pretty cool. What's he up to now, anyway, aside from that? That's it. As far as I know, he's doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, I saw he was doing some promo stuff on Twitter. Um, but I don't remember specifically what it was. Moxie-style promo stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see where it ends up then. Um, WWE on Fox tweeted out the following. If you were a WWE superstar, who would you want to go against, tag with, and betray? Uh, so I figured it would be fun to end the show with this on uh, for this week. So let's do it. Well, First wait, off, wait a second. Is this past and present or just present? I did past and present. Okay. Um, I didn't do. I didn't go too far in the past. I made it. Still makes sense. Right. All my guys I could still go against with right now, tag with, and betray right now. Okay. But, yes, there are some past. Yeah. I didn't go Ultimate Warrior, no. I didn't okay. tag with Ultimate Warrior. But oh, I would guess doink. All right. Yeah, well, publish on go. Anyway, <laughs> but have a match with is AJ Styles for me. Okay. Oh, you're going for the five-star classic? Because my first yeah, thought was fucking James Ellsworth. Okay, was... so here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> I, Here's the, I've already accepted in my brain that whoever I go one-on-one with, I'm not winning this match. So, at least have somebody in there that's going to make me look good, right? And I think with my other options here that I've done, I could have a Hall of Fame career just by these three options here. So, my five-star match is obviously AJ Styles. It doesn't okay. have to be a five-star match, obviously, but like you said. But have a match with AJ Styles. Okay. I didn't want Nak- I was gonna say Nakamura or Cesaro, but I don't want to get my ass beat. Like at least AJ Styles, I know, you know. He'll take care of you. He'll, he'll take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to float up in the fucking air and come down into a fucking Cesaro uppercut, uppercut or anything. Yeah. Fuck that. Or get nailed by a knee. I I'll much rather get nailed by a fucking flying forearm. It's okay. I'll I'll take that. Okay. So my tag with is CM Punk. Mm, fucking Mark. Because he's because he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And instant instant credibility right there with Punk. Uh, obviously, he can take the mic work as well when we go on our tag team championship run. 
and uh, my betray is Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels <laughs> betrayed everybody. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna betray Shawn Michaels, give him a taste of his own medicine." It's it's funny you said that because my first thought for betray and and what I'll probably end up I'll, I'll do them backwards, I guess. My betray was Kevin Owens for the same fucking reason. Just like ah, got you. You gonna stop betraying people now, won't you? Get you back for the festival of friendship. It's heartbreaking for me. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, tag team would definitely be Big E. For sure. That'd be fun as fuck. Big guy slamming people, helping them slam people, picking up people. He's doing all the work. I'm over there like Orange Cassidy. Just barely got my hands on the dude. But yeah, it's a team slam. <laughs> I mean, I'm strong, but I ain't fucking Big E strong. Um, and then have a match with... Um, you know, I don't want to go too far in the past, but my, my first thought... When you said that, it was definitely Macho Man. I thought I'd, I think that'd be fun as shit and super entertaining. And the nice thing about having a match with Macho Man is we've all heard the stories about how he doesn't really like to call it in the ring. He'll lay that shit out with you way ahead of time, have the whole thing mapped out. And I feel like that just works better for me than having to be in there and call it on the fly. Because obviously I don't have the experience to do that, and he doesn't like doing it. And if I'm in there with somebody that does like doing it, then I'm really not going to understand what the fuck they're saying. And I'm like, oh. Big four backs, you know, I'm like, what? Well, well yeah, that, that see, part of me was thinking, you know, maybe I'll have a match with John Cena because he calls it so loud that the whole goddamn stadium can hear. <laughs> right. So I, I know I wouldn't miss no spots. And so. you only got to learn to take five moves. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Five bumps. Not even. Four bumps because one of them's a fucking five-knuckle shuffle. Yeah, my one big bump is the fucking attitude adjustment. If I can just survive during that, I'm good. Yeah, it's just a shoulder tackle. Can you do that? Yep. As, long as, it's not, as long as it's not off the fucking stage in like a last man standing match or something, I'm good. Learned to Just take that match. springboard cutter, and uh, what else did he learn? The punch. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese punch you fucking trolled everybody with. Yeah. yeah that was great. He's so funny, dude. The Mandarin missile. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally just a standing five-knuckle shuffle. Um, but yeah, probably Macho Man, because I feel like that'd be um, not only entertaining, but also none of his moves were fucking brutal. Like, I, I won't have to take any crazy bumps. I could take an elbow. Um, he could spend most of the match playing heel, rolling outside the ring, talking shit. Um, like I said, have the match all the way planned out. Like It, it just seems like that would be that would be the play for, for me with no experience. Yeah, that would be sweet. And the funny thing is, I'm looking at my wall right now of figures above my thing, and CM Punk and Macho Man are literally right next to each other, so that's pretty cool. Funny how that kind of shit works out, but yeah. And then I, I almost cheated, and I went, I was almost like have a match with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat, but okay. I was like, nah, fuck, fuck it, I won't, I won't cheat. But no, just do the Brock Lesnar thing. They knock you out on the table, and you lay out there for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, Five that's all match, I gotta do. Yeah, that's all I gotta do. <laughs> I, AJ or uh, AJ hits me with the flying forearm. I get right back up just so I can get nailed with the fucking running knee from Daniel Bryan, and then boom, I'm done. I'm done for 25 minutes and let them have the classic, and then I just then get tagged you, with it. You come back in and try to break up a pin. They just stomp the shit out. You roll back out. Oh, yeah, he was in the match. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. And then one of them can either get put in the yes lock or the cat crusher. That was your it. hope spot, rolling back into the ring like half dead to break yeah, up a pin. I, they could put the cap crusher and the yes lock on me at the same time, and, and then they and they just both win the match, and yeah. I'm the only loser. Okay. Yeah, six stars. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, six stars. <laughs> six star match. Thank you, Dave. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that was pretty cool. Um, 
So, yeah, thank you for joining us this week on the show. Hopefully uh, next week we'll be a little bit better with more information and everything. Uh, but I think next week is TakeOver? Next week is... Take is, is it TakeOver or Backlash? It's TakeOver because Backlash is after take, TakeOver. Got you. So TakeOver predictions next week on next week's show for sure. And TakeOver is going to be on Sunday instead of Saturday, so that sucks because, you know, they're not running it on the same weekends as the WWE pay-per-views anymore. <laughs> So they changed it to Sundays, even though clearly Saturdays have been proven to work. Also, I don't know – I know we didn't go over it, but did you hear that um, – I don't know if you heard it. I'm sure you heard it, but I would just like to send out a congratulations to AEW because they're saying that they're on record pace for their Double or Nothing pay-per-view to be their biggest – Yeah, it was like a most buys, most 1% buys more buys than their previous biggest one. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure some of that is just like people – having more time being at home whatever but I, I mean for me personally like everybody knows how to pirate shit at this point right i'll, I'll pay 50 dollars for this shit every time because i i appreciate the product i like what they're doing i want to see them succeed and i i have no problem paying for it whereas wwe network oh time to make another fucking email i guess yeah well even even me paying for wwe network I still technically give WWE less money than I do AEW because I'm giving them $50 for a pay-per-view every three months, yes, which is more than $10 bucks. a month. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still, still technically giving them more money. Um, so I don't really have a problem with it. But if I was to if I was to not do one first, it would I would cancel WWE Network before I stopped buying AEW pay-per-views at this point, yes. Yeah. But that's probably because I've seen most of the things on WWE Network as well already. The other part of that, too, is like I – I, I went into Double or Nothing. I started watching it. I just dropped the $50 or whatever, 54 plus tax. And I was like, you know, I really wish they had discounted this to like 25 because of the, the no audience and stuff like that. I, I tell you, man, by the time the fucking Moxley match was over and the Stadium Stampede match was starting, I was just like, you know what? I, I have no fucking problem paying full price for this. And then by the time the Stadium Stampede match was over, I was like, let me give you all like another $10. <laughs> I, I, had no, I had no problem with it like you basically after – getting so far into it yeah. but the the reason i wanted to discount it and i didn't even really want them to go half off i wanted like you know 35 30, yeah. 30 like that something like that is because i wanted them to get more buys my thought process was people are not really going to buy this but if you discounted it you could get more buys and make more money in the long run as far as this just one this one uh pay-per-view in a vacuum not all your pay-per-views going forward um but it actually ended up working out for them anyway because it was their highest selling pay-per-view so far. I don't know. The final numbers aren't out yet, I don't think still, but they're they're thinking like 115 to 120,000. Yeah, you multiply that by 50. I mean, That's like five, over 5 million, yeah. Well, you can't really do a flat multiply by, by that anyway because um, they some of them get on uh, Fight TV in UK, and I think it's only like 19 bucks over there or some shit, so it's, it's oh, okay. a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean it's still a giant haul. Um and not bad for a t-shirt company. Not bad for a t-shirt company, boys. Not bad for a t-shirt company that's... Money off of t-shirts, too. Yeah, right? Not bad for a t-shirt company that's uh, going to be out of business in three months, according to all you fucking Twitter fanboys. And uh, just going to be like TNA, and nobody's going to watch them as they win every fucking Wednesday night. And you hear all these people like, oh, well, uh, whenever the ratings get posted, inevitably, some motherfucker will come in and say, whatever AEW's number is, like, let's say it's 750,000. And then they'll say... AW 750,000, SmackDown 1.8 million. It's different fucking nights, and you're splitting the audience between two shows. Yeah. 
Go ahead and go ahead and run them both on a fucking Thursday. See if any, yeah, it's one point eight. I guarantee you they won't. Well, Friday, but yes, I agree. Yeah, if yeah. if you run if you run AEW against Raw or SmackDown, you're telling me that SmackDown and Raw is still going to draw in one point eight billion? Well, no, no, it's not going to happen because there's crossover. I watch both shows, and I guarantee you, if you ran both on the same night, I'm not watching fucking Raw. Yeah, I'm not I'm even not flipping over to fucking Raw. I don't care. I'll flip over there for the last hour when AEW's over. Yeah, and and. And if I'm not going to flip over to watch Raw, you damn sure better believe I'm not flipping over to watch SmackDown. Right, exactly. Which is clearly a worse show. These people are fucking crazy, man. They're delusional. Yeah. Like, well, add, the, add to... the two numbers for AEW and NXT together and tell me what that number is and then tell me what number that's close to. Yeah. It, You're t- yeah, more people are watching on Wednesdays in a vacuum than they are on a Friday just to watch the one show. Or on a Monday, which their ratings have been going downhill. And their ratings are going downhill because the show is getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know, man. Let's, so. let's see how they play out this Jeff Hardy fucking drunk angle. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we'll see that this week. And uh, <laughs> well, well, if, they, if, if they do. Well, here's the thing. You get <laughs> – no, nah, nah, fuck it. I'm not even going to get into it because I got to go. But <laughs> I just thought it's weird that, you know. They post on Twitter about him going to jail or whatever, and he's been detained. But yeah, he somehow he magically comes out at the end of the show. But whatever, no yeah, big bro. deal. No, no holes in this story. Um, they they let oh, you yeah, out we'll, for DUI immediately. They don't hold you overnight or anything. Yeah, that's how it works. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll the see. magistrate was just awake <laughs> and, and fucking and hitting up. another car. Yeah, hitting another car and a and a human that was in the car. Yes, it was no, so no nice of the magistrate right to be up. at work at 9 p.m. on a fucking Friday. Uh, instead of like every other jail in the entire fucking United States where you have to wait till the next morning to get approval to be released without on your own recognizance or with bail or whatever. But yeah, okay, sure. Sure, guys. Yeah, and, and, and a guy that has a history of it that you're right. playing up to. Right. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you just go right back DUI? out there. Yeah, you're good, yeah. man. Just go right back oh, out Oh, we know there. you got to wrestle. Oh, you want to go back to your place of business where you just got in this altercation? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> right? Go fuck it. Go. We'll, we'll escort you there. Yeah. Because how else would he fucking get there? Matt Hardy? He took an Uber. <laughs> That's what he should have done to begin with. I don't know how he did it. If he was still drunk, he can't see the fucking... How, is he, how do you fucking do it? He must have had somebody else do it for him. That's hey, man, can you can you get this Uber for me? I can't see shit. You can have Siri do it. Eh, does Siri understand his voice, though? Yeah. Start, yelling, start yelling at him? He wasn't hey, drunk, Siri. though. Hey, Siri, can you call me an Uber? <laughs> That's how he does his promos. So he talks regular and then ends it with fucking screaming. Hey, at least he was talking better than that goddamn fake cop. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure the next week will be fantastic acting as well. Oh, uh, can't, oh, I'm actually excited to see the – I want to see how – how close they let Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc come to these tag titles. See if there's any more dissension within Kenny Omega and Adam Page or if everything's solved for this one week only because they just had the Stadium Stampede win. Let's see where that goes. And uh, we'll see what else happens. Um, you know what we didn't talk about was the Tyson thing. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I thought Jericho did an interview with it. Jericho did a fucking interview where somebody asked him about it, and I think he answered it fucking spot on how you should answer it and how you should shut down all the WWE trolls out there. Okay, but I'm not a WWE troll. The thing is, Tyson treated the whole thing like it was like fucking goofy. He couldn't maintain a consistent character. The awkward like ripping off his shirt shit is posse like trying to grab attention for themselves. Like he's at. Tyson's out there making no fucking sense, talking about yeah. you stole you the title. Like, like, this is you weird. Can, yeah, but you can li- not like the segment for those things that you're saying, but not liking the segment for what the WWE fanboys are saying is completely different. 
is it? Oh, why are you continuing a WWE storyline? Well, fucking... Yeah, because we did it ten what, years ago. What is long-term storytelling? Why? Why do you pick up fucking stories from other orgs? Look, why are Sami Zayn and fucking KO still fighting when they're in NXT? Yeah, that's well, PWG. What, what are you talking about? Said, fucking idiot. Jericho said something fucking amazing when he was asked this. Hold on, I want to get it right, and we'll end the show with this. Uh, because I thought it was fucking spot on. I don't know why I didn't put it in the show, honestly. Why did why did this Gallows and Anderson person come in and immediately be friends with AJ Styles? That's a New Japan storyline. Okay, here we go. He said it's a WWE angle. Uh, Jericho question. It's a Chris Jericho angle. I was there. I don't just I don't just wash away my 19 year history with the WWE. That's ludicrous. Anybody criticizing that this was a WWE angle and we brought it over here? This is my life. It's my story. Tyson knocked out Chris Jericho. He didn't knock out Chris Jericho and The Rock and Hogan and Triple H and Kurt Angle. He knocked me out. That's my story. It's like if I write a song and it's a huge hit and I released it on Sony Records and then I signed with Warner Bros and re-recorded the song, it's still my song. So, I thought that was a really fucking good way to put it for to shut these idiots down. Right. Now you can not like the angle for not liking the angle. Yeah, I just don't like the like angle. Of all the things you, yeah, but I don't have a problem with the angle existing or the thought process behind. Hey, we should put this on TV. The way it was executed is completely different from it existing at all. I, so, yeah, I think I there's agree. a way to do it that would have worked. It just didn't work for me. And like the thing is with celebrity angles, like maybe two percent of them work, and this just didn't feel like it was at that two percent for me. Yeah. Well, we'll see where they go with it because obviously it's not over so yet. Somebody's got to coach him on being more serious and like not going back and forth with his facials and fucking doing goofy shit. But it's also Mike Tyson though. He's screwed up in the head, bro. Like that's he's he's like uh, he's pretty lucid, man. I've I've heard him. No, you, have you ever heard? His... Yeah, when he's on drugs. No, <laughs> when he's on that what? when he's smoking that shit. Yes, I assure you, he's a little bit more lucid, but not. Not when he's hyped up. If he's hyped up, dude, he's that's how he's going to act. You don't know how the fuck he's going to react. So if you're Jericho, you're just going with the flow at the moment. You're like, There's nothing you can do about it. Now, this is like fucking Ric Flair giving him a live mic and telling him to go out. Yeah, but that's why I don't this like this. it. He's going to fucking say whatever the fuck he wants. That's why I don't like it. And you'll like it. No, I won't. I mean, you, you, you're not going <laughs> right. to, but it's, it's the same concept. Like, you're not going to just sit there and tell Ric Flair what to go fucking say. And give him a live mic. The motherfucker gonna he gonna say whatever he wants. Promote so this video game. No, nah, we're gonna talk about my championships. Six so, times, boy. All right. My hate for Hogan. Yeah. Well, you and everybody like, else. You know, like, who knows how much of that fucking storyline between Hogan and himself with their teams at Saudi Arabia was actually supposed to be about them two? I think they made it about them two. Yeah. Because you can't give those two egomaniacs and people that. With fucking live mics that don't know how to shut up and have them go against each other in any kind of competitive way and then act like it's about to be for the fucking talent that you fucking have in the match. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But anyways, we got a lot of shit to look forward to this, this next week. Oh, update on your presence. Still not there. You already know that. But I got another email, and they've shipped out all the orders that were ordered up till May 1st. So, uh... And obviously, I did mine a little bit after that, but so it should be shipped out soon, hopefully. I'm in the next batch. Maybe this week. They give me an update every week, so if you don't get it this week, I'll have you another update next show. <laughs> okay. You'll get it eventually, I am I assure you. Yeah, that's fine. All right, man. 